<laughs> All right. Um, Excelsior. Is that what Henry usually starts the show with? Yeah. Excelsior. Are you going to do this? You're going to take the show? I, it's my show. Henry's too busy uh, farting around Japan and buying manga and talking about... Manga. And, and, you know, looking at Mario toys and yeah, you know, has a comic. eating curry at Go-Go Curry. You won the episode of Takeshi's Castle against Henry. Like, I'll see you in the future. So, this is Brett Elston, host of Cape Crisis. Oh, man. This is co-host of Cape Crisis, Michael Grimm. <laughs> oh, uh, Chris Antisa for all that. And uh, we're going to do an episode of Cape Crisis since Henry's been gone for two weeks. What a dork. Look how much he cares about you, the listener. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. Henry's a great man. But he is not a fan of you, the listener. No. <laughs> oh, there... I'm sorry, I'm, there, sorry. There, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, newsroom everyone. There are no <laughs> microphones available in Japan that aren't attached to karaoke machines or reverb and pompadour hairdos. <laughs> they just don't exist. Poor Henry. Um, so this, right. this, is a, this is a comic book podcast on, uh, on the Laser Time Network. Yes. So what do you think about uh, Maggie's travails in Africa? That's like weird, right? The Simpson? No, ma- uh, from Newsroom. Oh, from New- Oh, yeah. that's our reputation now. <laughs> I see. I I've see never watched the show, so I can't comment. And shame on you for bringing it up. <laughs> it's really good, bad. It's really good, bad. I love it. I love it. Um, what do you guys? What do we normally do? Um, Henry usually asks us what you've been reading, but we don't need to do that. Uh, you know nice. what? Let's let's stick to formula. God forbid mm. we break the formula. Um, so we're going to talk about some news and some other stuff later on the show. And uh, mm. I've got a character of the week lined up. Jawsome. Um, it is in fact Jawsome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a shark though. Ooh, is it? Uh, what's that guy I sent you? Fire White. White fire. Oh, the DC villain. The who's... DC villain's powered by cocaine. Yes. That's his superpower <laughs> yeah. is cocaine, and that's his super weakness. Is yes, cocaine. and it's, isn't the, that the everyone's very, The very power? frank description in the wiki is that he loves cocaine. To him, cocaine is a religion. It is. <laughs> what day is church? Every day. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Um, oh, cocaine needs a four twenty. <laughs> really does. Uh, five fifteen. Yeah. Eight oh eight. Right off your dashboard. Uh, wait. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Probably, uh, wait, what is it? 417? By the power of Pablo Escobar. So you've got Uh, those in different area codes? Wait, no, no, no. What's the uh, Samuel Jackson movie that means there's been a killing? What? 487? 187. 187. There it is. Wow, really? So, wait. If an an hour is 60 minutes. Oh, God. One hour and 80 minutes, 187. So 1 p.m., 87. Who cares? And you're riding a train from... And it leaves at... Pacific Time 187. Your straight to HBO version of Da Vinci Code is yeah, yeah, yeah. really weird to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's we'll the also in the Librarian series of movies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk a bit about the Shield, uh, Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield. Oh, the mm-hmm. tag team guys. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Okay. Them too, man. Dean it's Ambrose. A, it's a Dean bad Ambrose. time for uh, Shield. The S- other guys, uh, the two Caldragos. <laughs> <laughs> it is a. It's a bad time for Shield SEO. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, what you read? Mm-hmm. I've been still digging into my, uh, you know, sequential fart is my Tumblr. So mm-hmm. I go through. I still read a lot of old stuff. I'm in this 
Avengers versus Thanos book that uh, collects uh, a lot of Captain Marvel stuff. Is that the one with the cover where Thanos is throwing Spider-Man at Thing? Yes, um, <laughs> that's actually that that comic. That's really silly. The it comic, seems like you'd want to do that in the other order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But things like on the ground already looking like oh, please not not Spider-Man. <laughs> Anything but that bub. Wait, wrong character. Uh, uh. Mm. Um, but that that issue actually is called like Thanos: The Final Threat. I think mm-hmm. I think that's Burp. I think that's it. It's on a uh, Comicsology, so you can grab that. That's actually where I think that was the title of the Naked Gun. If you've seen me <laughs> post that image of Spider-Man yelling "Shut up!" at Thing, yeah. that's what that's from. Which you will soon see as my Facebook cover image. <laughs> it's, Love it so it's much. It's one of my most favorite things I've ever discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've been reading that, and then also I uh, recently read. I I, I dip my toe into the whole DC takes over the villains take over every comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read the Penguin one. Oh, mainly because I know the the writer of that. Uh, I met him several times at the various comic cons, and we've just kind of hung out and talked every so often. I think uh, he uh, got was uh, able to get me into 2011. The uh, the uh, com- there was a Marvel party mm-hmm. during New York Comic Con, and I talked to Casada and the Summer Glau was there, mm-hmm. and I talked to like the voice of Nova. I guess it's Troy Baker. That Troy take Baker? that! Take that! You like that? You like that? You like that? Was that Troy Baker? Did I actually I'll talk to him? Oh, whatever. But I talked to, I don't know, I just talked to a bunch of people at that party. So this guy, uh, Frank Thierry, he's really cool. And he wrote he wrote that issue. He also did Punisher in Space, which was fun. <laughs> and I think he's doing this Infinity Heist comic right now, hmm. um, which is about a bunch of villains have to do a heist, uh, which is fun. Great. But uh, I also I started reading the Riddler one, and then my iPad had to be plugged in, and I had to go to work. So, But it was, the, I don't know, it was a grand experiment on DC's part, which was to have all the comics taken over by the villains, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the head, the logos are crossed out with like, Batman 23.1 or whatever was Bane, and 23.2 is Joker, and then 23.3 is uh, Penguin, and then Riddler. So it's, it's, it's a lot. Croc. Yeah, it's you a lot. No, it's, it's, it's every lot. DC villain you can think of. And gets a comic. Gets a comic, and my only issue, my biggest issue with it is like, they all look really cool, and there are about, I, there yeah. were initially about 50 of them, yeah, and they were like, issue 23.1 yeah. of Batman and is you're now like, okay. just Joker. And there's 50 of them, and then I just looked today, and they're on 20... They're on point fours. Yeah. So they're continuing to do this for 50... About 50-ish. The new 52 has four weeks of villain variants that don't have anything to do with the continuity, and it's... Yeah. It's more like... I I think what it's doing is it's helping this whole zero-year thing, which is kind of explaining how new 52 and how the new DCU Mm -hmm. exists. And so it kind of sets a... it's, It's setting... It's actually kind of interesting in that it's setting the new status quo for like every villain simultaneously without having to wait and give them each this three issue arc or something. Yes, Troy Baker was. <laughs> hey, was so I else. talked to him and didn't realize who he was until mm-hmm. and then a year later I'd interview him for RE6. But Did for Ultimate like Alliance 2, he was Robert Tinkler. The Tinkler. I just want to dump his books just for having that name. <laughs> hey, pal. Hey, and he's great on You're crying, Tinkler. He is great on camera, though. That's our Kelly's oh, Troy Baker. Uh, alter ego. Yeah. Um, well, he's also Booker DeWitt, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and Jake. He's half the males in video games. He's in the other half. He's yeah. the new. Nolan North. Thank you. Yeah. But they're mostly in games together because yeah. they only hire two men. Which mm. is weird. Miss mm-hmm. Sandry. <laughs> yeah. And then Jennifer Hale rounds out the rest of that. And uh, mm-hmm. Phil Lamar, what you got? Chris, important phone Turning call. Turning down my Jetsons ringtone. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've checked out. I, I, I don't know. I do think it's an interesting, like I said, experiment of... Every like Black Manta, I haven't read anything about him in years. So mm. the idea that he has there's He's an issue been that the just new Aquaman has 
Well, I think I don't think I've got there yet. Mm. I'm reading very slowly. But uh, that's what I've been reading, and I, of course, have been keeping up with like uh, Superior Spider-Man, but I haven't mm. read the newest issues, and I am I still it. reading Infinity. And I hate, I hate the new Superior Spider-Man. I've never said I've enjoyed would the whole you say run. It's inferior? Yeah, yeah, I would no, because that's... it's just it, it's a crossover with um, Spider-Man twenty. Oh, the twenty ninety nine thing. Ninety nine thing. I did read that, and well, it's it continues. Right, it's part it, two. It, it keeps going, and like yeah, <laughs> I'm not that concerned about the future of Spider-Man, I'm concerned about the present because that is very interesting. Not just because it's the present, just because the situation that's happening right now. Yeah. If you bring in somebody from the future, that implies they would have knowledge whether this is resolved. Yeah. Public knowledge. Right. Because Mike Grimm, you know what's happening to Superior Spider-Man. Uh, Tales of Future Past? Yes. <laughs> kind of like that. Yes. Great. But very good. Really right. different. Do a successful noise on the soundboard there? Uh, I think I do. Do I? No, I guess I don't. I can give him an achievement, though. All right. That's All right. fine. Uh, can I those. get a trophy sound effect? Uh, <laughs> let's see. No, oh, maybe not. Right. Ooh, what, about a, what about a Wii achievement? Sorry. Uh, still <laughs> playing <laughs> Wii? <laughs> can I get a plaza ticket sub? Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's close. Close, close, <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Um, but yeah, well, I get what you say about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can start over. You could probably make a good hip hop song out of that. That's how we segue All in between right, edits. Seventy. <laughs> you can have the seventies quiet down over there. I, I especially like. You have to wait to the end because it's got those nice little bongos in the end. What an art. Uh, yes. But what's going on with Superior Spider-Man right now, Mike Rim, and this is gonna. Feel free to make fun of it because I'm not gonna go no, over it very quickly. I'm chomping at the bit right now, Doc. Dr. Octopus is in Spider-Man's body in Spider-Man. Ah, uh, yes, no I have heard about this. Okay, good. And it's been going on for almost a full year now. Full year. It's fucking fascinating. It is. It's. I, I love it. It's the Doc most... Ock is he balling Mary Jane as Doc Ock? No, he's no. fucking a midget and killing people in front of everybody. And violating everything Spider-Man stands for <laughs> and like getting away with it. And it's awesome. This actually sounds it's like incredible. I need to read it's, this. It's really cool because it does... It's He's you know, hired a, a League of Henchmen and just yeah. decided... Well, Kingpin's been doing this for so long. I'm tearing it all down and killing yeah. everyone in the building. It's like and he, does, and, and and the idea of him wow. being superior Spider-Man is like mm-hmm. he wants to be a better Spider-Man than Peter ever was. Mm-hmm. So he took over his body because his body was falling apart, and there's like a year long, a lot of years of storylines where his body was just deteriorating. Right. So he put his mind in Peter. Peter's been completely forced out, and mm-hmm. it is just. But but when he did, he absorbed all the feelings of responsibility and why Spider-Man... They, sw- they switched brains so he has access simultaneously to his memories and Peter Parker. Yeah. So, so he, know, he knows why Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And, so where's Peter Parker in all this? Uh, he was... They were sharing a brain for a little while he was after like a, Doc Ock's body was like killed. Like Steve Martin movie. Uh, yes, all of me. <laughs> he was yes. kind of like a ghost that couldn't interact with the world, but he could indirectly affect Doc Ock, and Doc Ock wasn't initially aware that that was happening, mm-hmm. but then he did and, and like purged him, basically. So the way the story is now is it's, it, he's, it, Peter Parker's just gone. There is no Peter Parker. Huh. Um, of course, they will revert this before the new movie comes out next summer, sure. so whatever, but I do think it's been a fun, interesting ride, awesome. and that's I why the really 2099 did. thing is like, it's frustrating... In on one hand, I like seeing twenty ninety nine again. Mm-hmm. Like I like that design, and I like that vision of the future. It's, he, he seems fine, but it introduced but, crazy futuristic elements for a storyline that is not yet complete. Yeah, well, it, yeah. I mean, my my kind of gripe with it, and it's not really a big gripe, but it's mm-hmm. like I, I get why you might be frustrated too. Is there the whole like superior exists on a gimmick already? Yes. So when you introduce this the other thing, gimmick. 
another gimmick. It's like, well, you're interrupting a gimmick for a gimmick, and it's like... Uh, Singularities I, are... Uh, yeah, like there's no event horizon here. Yeah. It's just cats <laughs> turning into boxes. And, and, the, and the idea that, like... It's not a super spoiler, but he's back from the future to prevent an accident that has effects on the time stream in the future. It just, and none of them are Dr. Octopus being Spider-Man? Yeah. And you didn't know this ahead of time? This is the only possible universe where that's a viable Well, that's thing. the thing. Is there's a but lot you're of... you're here to prevent an uh, unenviable future, hmm. you might want... And I don't know. Just what what the fuck? Just wait for Biff Tannen to come back. He'll write things. Uh, is is there an occurrence? Is there a yes, butthead? But if, if, <laughs> if there is there a concurrent Spider-Man twenty ninety four? What is it? Twenty ninety nine. Twenty ninety nine. Uh, issue going. I didn't think they were still doing that. No. I mean, it was just a way to bring him back and have a fun. Yuck, that a fun- cape really bugs me. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. But a cape I, made of webs. It's it's just weird. What's it like? Is it between the armpits? Is no, it's on his shoulders. Oh, wow. Yeah, goes, it's yeah. like mid-back Looks length. awful. Hmm. Well. Yeah. I like the design of the costume. I like the rest if of I the costume. If I cared enough to care, then I might have a strong Man, opinion. He doesn't even care to but care. It. You get an achievement. Um, but no, this does sound interesting. This sounds like it's deviating from the standard. Oh, it definitely it is. is. Yeah. I think if you read uh, Amazing Spider-Man 700 mm-hmm. and then just like read... 698. Su- super- oh. 698 to 700. Yes. Let, let me live up to the Which, stereotype of every Fairweather comic book fan. When is the trade available? Uh, <laughs> They're all it's, it's on sale. Oh. It's on sale right now on Comixology for 99 cents. I have to I buy think. an iPad. I'm not doing that. No. No, you well, don't. there is a comic shop down the road from us. No, so. there's a Comixology <laughs> app for everything. I don't have any device that can use that. You don't have a phone. I have a Kindle. I'm not reading on my phone. You can watch, you can read it online. You don't. You know what? Just don't read it. <laughs> why do you I, guys, do you guys get a cut of the comicsology? No. Then why do you plug it so much? Because it's awesome. <laughs> wow. It's like the great. It's 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 like if Steam just appeared overnight. What if? <clears throat> this is just a what if. What what if? What if I purchased it on Amazon through mm-hmm. a laser time link? Uh, that would benefit, I think, everybody. Huh. The world, commerce, the economy. Uh, it, would, Brett, it would reverse Obamacare and Henry. simultaneously pass Obamacare. <laughs> yes, it would fix Syria. Maybe the, keep uh, up the hosting again. I just, I just saw a fee for thirty-five dollars attributed to cheap podcasts that came out of my pocket, and I have no idea what it's for. <laughs> I have no the idea. Legally licensing fees. I, I set the, it up a long time ago. Yeah, something like that. This is my cut. I think it's the, <laughs> the sweat tax. Maybe, maybe. Um, I can't think of anything funny. But yeah, so yeah, but again, you can shop Amazon on the side of the site, and uh, that's where I would suggest uh, buying a lot of old trades. Because mm-hmm. my thing is, like, Comixology and stuff and Marvel Unlimited is great for things that are happening now to just stay invo- stay up to date. But there's a lot of classic old storylines, like all the Claremont X-Men stuff, the Golden Age, Silver Age stuff. Like Those are things I want to physically own, because those have a bit more of a relic slash... Uh, moment in time feeling whereas I, I had a giant stash of comics from 02 when I got back into comics until the modern day and oh wow these take up a ton of space and I will never reread them and I don't have a whole lot of like precious cherished memories of these things Right. but I've read them and I have the knowledge so Goodwill and some other kid can read them now mm-hmm. I do have to say that I do feel terribly terribly about uh, grabbing yeah. Hawk, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye stuff <gasps> Through non-paid means, and I just feel like shit. oh, because no. it's quite good. No, I it's feel really fun. To go purchase it. It's you really should. Fun. I do need to catch up on that. Yeah, I, I am quite liking that. That is no, that's. Did you get the stuff. pizza dog again? Yes. Yeah, yeah pizza, pizza dog is great. fantastic. No, that's Hawkeye again. I mean, it, it, we plug it a lot on the show, but that yeah. and Mark Wade's Daredevil is great. Okay, great. Sorry. Um, and Speederman. Speederman's. Oh uh, yeah, I mean Doctor Speederman. I think that's where we're at. Um, Enjoying Battle of the Atom. Oh yeah, just the, because the X-Men a, stuff started. I, I yeah. cannot 
I, I think I bitch about. I can't afford to keep up with all the X Men comics, and I would like to. I like Bendis. I like the. I like all of the new X Men books. It is the one thing I'm buying everything of because, mm-hmm. like I said before, this is the most into X Men I've probably been in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Short of like you know, when the animated series started, and I was like discovering all these characters and reading comics simultaneously and buying toys like. That's maybe the most, but I'm buying, I'm reading every X Men thing except Legacy, mm-hmm. and I'm reading every, all the crossovers. I guess I'm not but reading now, Uncanny But now Avengers. I, I really didn't like the all new X Men for a while. Oh, love it. I mean, I, I like I like it. I just don't like it exists on a premise that is fucking stupid and will be retconned. But that's what I like soon. is they're like a year in and they're like, no, they're just still here. They. Scott Summers, uh, Cyclops. Cyclops, thank there you. you go. There you go. He uh, has gone a little wacky. He had all the problems that all those problems. So they that, might finally made him interesting. Uh, yes, yeah, they, yes, they made yeah. him a much more conflicted, uh, very uh, utility. He's, be, he's become the means kind he's of. He's sort of become Magneto. He's sort of become oh. Magneto, and to teach him the error of his ways, Beast, someone who should know better. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer. Uh, yes, Kelsey Grammer. Uh-huh. Uh, country Grammer. Oh, good lord. Scrambly. No uh, good lord. Nelly, <laughs> good Nelly's lord. Country Grammar. Uh, brought back the original 1960s X-Men from the original run. Pulled the old, like, yellow suit dudes. Yeah, pulled them yeah. out of the past wow. to have young Cyclops meet the new one and be like, look how far you've deviated from your path. And in my opinion, there was a lot of interesting stuff going on, except when they acknowledged there were people from the past in here who would say things like, does that really happen to me? Derp. And then it would just be a normal X-Men adventure. They were unnecessary. They didn't matter at all. But now, there is a conflict. They are in conflict with the other X-Men. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not fighting. Well, also, they're, I mean, Jean Grey is back and is also going through this whole, like... So I'm going to die. She's like, I don't want to go through that I'm again. I'm going to die if a you, lot. If you send me back, I'm you're dooming me to this future where I basically blow up a planet and mm-hmm. then I just have to kill myself. And I refuse. And that's kind of causing all this other stuff. And then Angel's defected to Magneto and Cyclops' side. And it's just very interesting. Oh, yes, and now, this, and this now. The new Angel is fucking batshit insane, kind of religious. He thinks he's an actual angel. Mm. And uh, the old Angel meets him. And I love that scene. Starts fucking bawling. Like, this yeah. really happened. This is what I become. This is awful. What and happened? And now, to me? now X Men from the future have come <laughs> to be like. X-Men Alpha? Stop it! Stop what you're doing! So now there's like past X-Men, present X-Men, and future X-Men uh. all going, God damn it! And it mm. sounds super convoluted, but it's like, there's really not that much to get caught up on because mm. this itself was a new status quo. Right. It was the Marvel Now stuff from about a year ago. Well, I mean, the reality of comics is pretty elastic anyway, so you can get away with shit like this, and yeah, it's not totally But regarded. X-Men always had this... It was always tough because you're like, wait, which team is it? And mm-hmm. you're always like, who the hell is this character? But the teams they have now are like, you know who almost everyone is. Yeah, and all the cool, all the cool. And Nightcrawler's chick- coming back. Nightcrawler's coming back. All the cool chick X Men are back and kind of front and center. I really do like Chris seeing likes fucking Jubilee chicks. Chicks get Dude, all Jubilee and Storm. I'm very happy to see them as like relevant pieces of oh, the yeah, Marvel I universe. I just like again. referring to them as chicks. Cool chick characters. Because <laughs> you want to know why? Because I'm cool, baby. Oh. Swing, baby. Johnny Bravo? Swing, baby, your platinum. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the plain just X-Men, which is an all, all-girl team of like Rogue, mm-hmm. uh, Psylocke, Storm, Jubilee, mm-hmm. and Phoenix slash Rachel Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a fucking great book. Um, but yeah, I should read more of that. I haven't. I, that was so the good. last one to come out. I read um, the first issue. I didn't, I didn't follow it further than that. Because um, I'm like, this is too much X-Men in my life. It's actually I'm, costing me more than my... Habit of playing games. Your habit Every of month. Uh, you haven't dropped your cigarette yet. Lately. Eat me. This is cheap as dicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Six dollar a week. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what we're reading. But I did mm-hmm. want to, before moving into the second segment of the show, do a quick uh, 
Is there a sound effect for like a character profile of the week? Um, uh, character sure. profile we'll of the week. 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 There was one. I don't know where it is. So you were reading uh, Superior Spider-Man. Sure. And I thought a fun character that no one will ever really talk about again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardiac. Do you uh, remember recently uh, when uh, he yes. was a doctor yes. covered in blue? Yes. Yes, so, yes, yes. Cardiac's real name is Dr. Elias Eli Wortham. I actually remember this guy. So, a lot of people might know him from the mid-90s Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. He first showed up in issue 344. Uh, that was when Eric Larson was drawing. But I think most people might remember him when Mark Bagley took over, and it was this whole, like, 360s era, which is just, like, just before Carnage. And then I think we see him again in the Round Robin crossovers, Spider-Slayers, that whole... A time period where Amazing Spider-Man, I think a lot of people were reading it. And it's also around the time the cartoon showed up. So mm-hmm. you very likely saw him on covers or something. And yeah. um, But basically his bit was he's a doctor that wanted to help people. But then when he found out like his pharmaceutical companies and doctors and big money, Obamacare, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, blocks cures because they're not profitable or just any kind of like... So he's like the lizard. Just like the lizard. <laughs> Um, but anything that just like gets in the way of actually treating people, and he's like, I got to take it on my own. I have to right these wrongs, and became a villain that basically goes after big corporations. But of course, I don't, I don't remember if he kills anyone. But I know, I mean, he's pretty. Would have had to to be elevated to Spider-Man villain status. Yeah, I can't remember, but he's definitely like he's breaking and entering, he's stealing mm-hmm. shit, blah blah blah. But then this he, guy actually sounds like an antihero. He kind of is. I mean, he definitely he's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Like, and 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 in a that's the way it's totally and in a pre one percenter world, it's mm-hmm. weird that the, the the foresight they had for this character. Yeah, um, shutting down Monsanto, kicking execs in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but he has this cool. Wish that would, yeah, fuck pies in the face. Like yeah. nice, bit, nice swift nut shot. Stop doing that. It's <laughs> shitty. Yes. <laughs> Eventually, you will send a message. <laughs> a couple of you will go to prison. But you said you're willing to sacrifice. Right. Yeah. I'm too old. Can't do that. I would be there camping out with you, shitting in pots right there, Wall but Street. I, but I'm 32. I got. I have a. I have a mortgage someday. <laughs> and a comicsology account. I hope. Yes. <laughs> Look, I got all these Amazon links. I got. I got to put together. <laughs> but uh, so cardiac. Um, looking at the Marvel Wiki, bit was uh, he went under a bunch of painful operations, replaced his heart with a compact beta particle reactor. And encased his entire body with a vibranium mesh pseudo skin, specifically designed to channel beta particles into his muscles. Vibranium isn't that really rare? It is, and uh, I believe Wakanda has the biggest stash of it. Ah. It's a it's a more malleable form of adamantium, I believe, but not quite as strong. Okay. Um, but I so Wolverine's claws could cut through Captain America's shield. I believe with some effort, yes. Okay. Um, but I think they're awfully close. I think uh, I think Cap's shield actually would be an effective deterrent. But my understanding is, eventually, he would be able to claw through those shields. But, actually, the added effect of Cap's shield is it diverts all the physical impact and just sends it away. Uh, so that's why Hulk can kind of smash down on it and he doesn't really... It transfers the energy out. Yeah, so... If you, you remember the Avengers movie, Thor's yeah. hammer hits it and it sends... No, I never saw that. <laughs> it, levels the, it, kind of, <laughs> it levels the forest around him. Yes. But, uh, it, I mean, that's kind of a... It, they play a little fast and loose with what actually happens kind of by writer, but generally speaking, that's kind of what it's supposed to be. But uh, he also has this staff that can shoot these beams that are... His whole body is made to just be this, like, conduit mm-hmm. to blast um, this energy from his reactor core heart. Um, but... 
Sissa's kind of character that even in the 90s, I don't know, I liked the character design. I thought, like, this blue and white, with the, I mean, the big shoulder pads are very 90s, but, yes. like, I like the idea of a, of, a, of a bow staff kind of thing that can also shoot, so it's like a melee weapon, but I can also do this particle effects. I also just always liked the way Bagley drew energy circles around wrists. Yeah. Like, there was just yeah. something about it that felt like, oh, I can <laughs> feel, like, this crackling energy off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I see him, but I get, like, a Shatterstar vibe or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, not as many pouches, which is right. nice, but... Um, and going off of his uh, Marvel intel- uh, grid... Wait, Please. fan votes? According to this official rating on the Marvel site, he has a one in every category. Jesus, really? Which, ki- which is not accurate. He said the very least a fucking doctor in the new one. Right. It's got to be worth a two No, he's, he's yeah, still a doctor. True. Like, the fans say his intelligence is a five, which is probably too high. Mm-hmm. The fans uh, seem to like him. The well, fan ratings are much higher. Like, yeah, this official rating of one on everything is like, no, incorrect. Like, this said, he's basically a 90-year-old man at this point based on these ratings. <laughs> and I can verify that based on, like, Aunt May's, like... <laughs> How she has a one in strength and speed, sure, and durability mm-hmm. and energy projection. Energy projection. She's a two. You know, she's uh, got a. <laughs> she can shout really loud. Wow. It's time for dinner. She's just, got the Aunt May uh, gauntlets. <laughs> one of, of Cardiac's first Google image results is his Marvel card. Mm. Now it's all coming back. Yeah, he's got a, the EKG on his uh, on his uniform. Oh yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. little blip. Um, but the only reason I bring him up is because uh, he did show up recently again in Superior Spider-Man, and that was very interesting too. Because he wanted to a... steal this equipment. The mm-hmm. only he was like, "Oh man, I'm trying to." He, he wanted to heal this girl who was dying of brain, who had this suffering from real bad brain damage, and like couldn't get this. Well, stole this thing, and then that gets Spider-Man after him. Then, but it's Doc Ock in his head, and he sees what he's trying to do. And Doc Ock's familiar with, I want to bend the rules to get the right result. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, well, I kind of get you. And then it's like, well, it turns out only Otto Octavius could ever use this device because it's the thing you made to link your arms to your head. Uh. And it's this thing that will cure, help cure her brain mm-hmm. and, and get the link back going between her spine and her brain or something like that. And he was like, I get you, man. I get you. And it was this nice it, little... It ended uh, differently than that situation would have with Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Maybe Peter Parker wouldn't continue kicking the shit out of him, but he probably wouldn't have let him go and continue working unimpeded. Yeah, so he was like, if you ever need my help getting any other stuff, just let me know. And it was this nice, like, Whoo! So Spider-Man's yeah. helping Big Pharma, is what you're telling me. No, he's helping the guy fighting Big Pharma. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he's not helping Big Pharma. Oh, sorry, I thought it was Doc Ock. Well, no, it's Spider. It's Doc Ock and Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man, Spider Man's body. So this is current. Yes. Yeah. This is right, like. Yeah. You, this is a couple like maybe a month ago. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why I brought him up. So cardiac. I mean, didn't really get a lot of love as far as games and toys and everything else. But uh, I don't know. Just one of those oddball characters that uh, got a Marvel card. That's how you know you made it. Yeah. At least in the nineties. He kind of looks like Kratos with like a DLC skin from League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he looks like Black Volt in a football uniform. <laughs> Black Volt. Yes. What did I say? Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Nice. Black Bolt. Yeah, and like a Seattle Seahawks outfit or something. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I don't even know. Yeah, they're blue and green. They're doing great this year, man. Uh, they're like they're like 14 or no. It's pretty crazy, man. I think they're going to go all the way to the Pro uh, Bowl. Damn dog, I, I in the preseason? They, you're kidding me. Yeah. I think they've only done three games this season. Uh, I meant yards. They've, they're like 14 yards. <laughs> they've rushed. Okay. They've okay. rushed. That checks out. That Zero. Checks out. Mm-hmm. They've rushed like dozens of yards so yep. far, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe. They've blitzed some, too. <laughs> we really need a sports podcast. We <laughs> uh, do. I think they're going to go all the way this year. Yeah, maybe even next year. We'll go all the way. Yeah, I was at con- Dubs the other weekend, and oh, <laughs> you wouldn't believe that. One I think they're going to go all the way for three years. <laughs> what was that conversation we had at Pax? It was like, like, wait, what's the game where they got to give one hundred ten percent? And I was like, well, that's baseball. And then you said, well, what's the one where? <laughs> 
It's the one where uh, the team that wanted it more won. That's basketball. Ah, yes, 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 yes. And it was just this nice, like, all the cliches. I'm like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. They each, like, fit to one sport. The 110% thing is firmly a baseball thing. Mm -hmm. And like, well, you know, we just wanted it more than the other team. That's basketball. Um, We're going to take it all the way. That seems more of a football thing to me. It does, because they have, like, really specific names for, like, gridiron and pigskin. And there's not a lot of nicknames for balls in baseball. There should be. Did you see that fucking clip? Of the Princess Bride references? Yes. And did you so show it to me? good. No, no I, I watched it the other day when I was here, I think. Dude, that was so goddamn good. There was, was a it? sports recap show. So it's like Sports Center on ESPN. Yes. Yeah. And, man, here we are deviating again. But it was the great... This Sports Center's Princess Bride, because they're not, like, super upfront, but, like, incredibly deep wow. Princess Bride references during their commentary. Like, at like, least ten. He wow. took that one all the way to the Cliffs of Insanity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and just poke face delivery, wow. no like waiting for it, just back to back to back. It's wow. so good. As you wish. <laughs> yes. That's in there. Yeah. It's, if he keeps playing like this, he's going to end up unemployed in Greenland. And it's, as we say in the game, man, life is pain. <laughs> yes. Inconceivable. <laughs> they do that too. left hand thing too. They do. They do. One of the lines is directly from the, the Sicilian. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely worth watching. Uh, incredible. We could play it. Let's pause this podcast and go watch. We could play it live. <laughs> sure. But I'm so, I feel so guilty of all the times we deviate. Well, when Henry's not here to defend no, the pride of his show, we no, have look, to walk no, all look, over we, We've been pretty on topic for like 20 minutes, so I've, I'm pretty happy with this. I was about to toss the break, but if you can load no, this... No, I, uh, I, 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 this is totally worth playing. It really, really is. Um, Princess Bride was almost a comic book. Um, <laughs> Done. It was a book. And Andre the Giant was in a comic book at some point, right? Giants are in comic books. Giant Man is a comic book character. There you go. Ant-Man. Ant-Man so, gets really big, just like yeah. Andre the Giant. Who is... Dead. Just like Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> who was in The Princess Bride. <laughs> who like would have it. been played by Carrie Elway. NFL, NFL kickoff, if this is... Correct. It's almost as if the Bears' defense has said to opposing offenses all year, get used to disappointment. Uh, both of these fan bases have been frustrated. It's been inconceivable right. that both the Cowboys and this Eagles fans would think show. that this is where their teams are right now. Still waiting for you to storm the castle. Both Cowboys and Eagles fans know that at this point, life is pain. And English is different. <laughs> you something. 43 plays of 20 or plus yards against that defense. It's got to be driving Bill Belichick to the cliffs of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> They lost at home to Buffalo. It's almost inconceivable. The great score here. Get them down there. Get them dirty and turn this into the pit of despair game. Pretend like the the Seahawks don't have COUSs, corners of unusual size. They're saying they do. They probably don't even exist. COUSs, corners of unusual size. to be shouting. There will be no survivors. AJ Green needs to step up. You know, it's not his fault. He's the biggest and the strongest. He doesn't even exercise. And if Calvin Johnson is hobbled and he can't get there. You gotta bring in the Giants, all right, Brick? You started off fast, you started off great, and lately it looks like you're not even right-handed. <laughs> seems to think they won't survive. That's just because nobody ever has. All right, Mark and Teddy, thanks. A lot of fans think their team's playoff chances are dead, but in truth, they're only mostly dead. I'm sure you guys have heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates. Yes. Morons compared next to these guys. So give me the coach under the most pressure and the player under the most pressure. Okay, as you wish. The coach will take Lies do not become us. The tape does not lie in Kansas City. You guys both seem decent fellows. I'd hate to kill you. We hate to die. That is correct. Thanks for 
That's so funny. I remember we had a conversation whether all this was intentional or them Ron Burgundying the the teleprompter. (laughs) Yes. That's a great question. And some mad, just some madman, some (laughs) huge, huge sports fan with deep, deep, deep Princess Bride references. I can't believe there was no... Either way, that's the kind of thing that would get me to tune into sports commentary like on a regular basis. You could throw in some more Metal Gear references. (laughs) (laughs) And he hit that TD and it was mission complete. (laughs) Yep. Fish and mailed. That guy threw that ball like it was a rocket launcher. (laughs) To outer heaven. Bill Belichick (laughs) found love on the battlefield today. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of Metal Slug, sir. Uh, (laughs) I was like, what? Uh, Um, But... Yeah, no, no, uh, you killed my father, prepare to die? No, that would have been too obvious. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, as you wish. Compared to these guys. That's pretty great. Setting him to the pit of despair. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way, the cliffs of insanity with the radio. Uh, Anyway, so we'll take a quick break. We'll come back uh, with some news, the question of the week, and uh, we'll talk a little about S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. I don't know. We'll be back. Guys, welcome to the break for Cape Crisis. Uh, it's uh, unusual guest Mike Grimm here. Uh, we're basically saying, hey, do you enjoy these podcasts? Do you like what you're listening to? Well, hey, maybe check some stuff out on our Amazon links. There's uh, incredibly relevant stuff in the sidebar like uh, Arliss and uh, the Dukes of Hazard DVD with Johnny Knoxville that you can purchase. Very relevant things to Cape Crisis. I highly recommend you check them out. Uh, and in lieu of Hank being here with his Hank's Corner segment, you're going to get the Mike Grimm segment. And the Mike Grimm segment is, of course, um, highbrow art boy nonsense for people that are very sensitive towards their feelings uh, and that sort of thing. So I'm going to recommend The Now of Brown by Glyn Dillon. It is a uh, graphic novel. It's sort of a hardcover. It's really nice. It's absolutely one of the most gorgeous like comics I've ever seen in my life. Like It's all sort of watercolor. It's gorgeous. It's about this... Uh, uh, here you go, half Japanese girl. You're, you know, a weirdo white guy that's got a weird Asian fetish, so it's cool. Uh, and it's basically about her, and she lives in London and works like a kid robot store, and she has these weird feelings about how she wants to kill kids and people that are weaker than her. <laughs> but, you know, it sounds creepy. Swear to God, though, it's quite good. Uh, it's kind of weird, but it's beautiful. Definitely recommend you check it out. But yeah, as always, check out lasertimepodcast.com, Cape Crisis. Uh, Cheap Podcast, uh, Laser Time Podcast, VG Empire, uh, Video Game Apocalypse. I think I hit most of them there. But yeah, you know, thank you guys for bearing with me on my first bump here. Uh, Capitalism owns. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. see the tire fire from up here guys with the eye on springfield there it is i've always loved this opening so much uh, like, there's like a dude hang gliding and like the tire fire and, uh, and i will Bongo s- comics okay continue i will say there is a yeah <laughs> thank, thank you i believe it may not be terry gross but somebody on fresh air does an interview with the the um composer of that time on the simpsons talking uh, mostly about ion Springfield. wow really wow. and it, it's it's like totally and now let's go into the song. <laughs> yeah. the, whole, the whole piece was for that. 
So you've just been listening to Eye on Spring. When you made that song, it just well, I was making fun of entertainment tonight and extra and whatever. Eye on Springfield. Okay, go ahead. We now some some quick some quick comic book news this week. Obviously, so Ben Affleck was cast as Batman. Oh, is that? Uh, we can talk about that. No, nah, we? we're done. Uh, um, I would just like to point out, uh, you know, how rational everyone was. Not like when everyone's like the reverse um, backlash to the people doing the backlash, um, complaining about the complainers, basically, which I count myself among. But it's also important to remember what we were all like when George Clooney was cast as Batman and Arnold Schwarzenegger cast as Mister Freeze. If the internet had been more of a mainstay in our lives at that time, we would have been in the same boat. Mm. I actually remember not knowing who George Clooney was and liking the idea that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in a Batman film. I, when I heard the casting news. I was like, did well, I was a big Mr. Freeze fan because of the cartoon. The cartoon yes. is what gave him his motivation yeah. and made him popular at all. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, yeah, that's not him. about in the laser time, the legacy of the Batman the Animated Series, the stuff that has stayed in... Yeah. Batman's continuity because of that, boy, that silly cartoon show that lasted yeah. a couple seasons. Uh, it's like four seasons, though. Yeah. Well, and the, it's all quite good. Yeah, well, give or take uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin. And when, when you live in San Francisco, that scene where uh, Bruce Wayne is giving money to homeless people and he's just overwhelmed with homeless people that want money, that uh, really resonates with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but some other news this week. Uh, the Comic-Con teaser for Age of Ultron finally made it to the internet uh, via this Jarvis app. Um, and it was like if you can I forgot how it worked but it was like if you could uh, decode some stuff in the Iron Man 3 Blu-ray you would unlock a video the is video... that out this week for sure? yeah it's still pretty bizarre how early that hit on demand you know it's weird I've seen it twice this mm-hmm. summer on planes mm-hmm. in fact, Iron I, Man? yeah mm-hmm. I just saw it this week flying back from Orlando and in both cases, they edit out the entire scene of him saving the people from Air Force One. Yeah. That's like one of that's probably mm-hmm. the best scene in yeah. the movie. Actually. And it's completely cut out because you're on a plane. Wow! Like it, it shows him shoot the dude through the chest with the uh, the, the Unibeam. Uh-huh. Unibeam. Uh huh. And then, and then, Iron Avenger. <laughs> and then it shows him fly out of the plane. And then the next scene is him getting hit by the truck, and then the armor shattering everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like. Which is weird because the next scene is this triumphant score. Like, he did it! He made it to the ground, everyone! He killed the bald guy. Hooray. Yeah. And it's like, what? Um, so I'm like, meanwhile, the other movie they showed was Star Trek in the Darkness, and the entire scene of the Enterprise about to collapse into the Earth while it, it's totally like. Totally preserved. Yeah, it completely fine. It's like, you realize the, the emotions and what's actually happening here is the same thing, right? Has it's it's situa- people falling the gravitational pull of a thing that can't hold itself up anymore. Yeah, but I think to the, to while we were going through awful turbulence to the airlines, Great. it's like you see why you don't want faster travel. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> don't you feel like you're on a luxurious enterprise now? One is there not been a situation careening? where someone the plane went, "Oh my god, this is too real!" and they oh. shit their pants and like wave the gun around? <laughs> and and even then, the like, air marshal had to stone cold stun them. I've got a wish. I've never through the concessions. I don't know what flights, what flights you're on. I've never gotten a movie that I wanted to watch oh. as much as either of those. I've seen Dark Shadows twice on a plane. Yeah. Uh, Dude, plane. I watched Dark Shadows on a plane too. Yeah, that movie. I saw Rango on a plane. Uh, Rango's not bad. That was fine. It was Rango's totally totally fine. I, I bought it I've, on that recommendation. I haven't watched it yet. I have a deep personal shame where uh, I saw On the Waterfront. Yeah. On a fucking four by four inch monitor oh. in the back of it. And it was still so good that I was like, I enjoyed I'm it. I'm doing my brand. 
Uh, you're my brother. You're you, my fucking. You're my brother. You should have been there for me. That fucking movie. God, Could year. have been somebody. Also, Continue. this this was uh, the follow up flight to. I'm a big guy, so I can't move when I'm on a plane. When I'm on a plane, I'm basically locked into position, and I just sit there. And you can't like bow your head because it'll shut like you know airflow off to your throat. And I was in a plane where they had no individual monitors in the back mm. of the screens or anything. They just had a big fucking drop down sort yeah, of display yeah, thing. Yeah. And I was in the second row. So That's not the first row, I'd have the extra leg room. Yeah. But I was in the second row, so it was directly in front of me. <laughs> as a so I was like, well, I'm not falling asleep, so I'm going to have to watch where this movie is. And the movie was Step Up Revolution. I've yeah. stats, I saw the exact same way on a plane with the drop-down thing. It's unreal. Yep. And it was like, there was nothing you could do. So you would yeah. close your eyes, and you would see the flashes of light <laughs> through your eyelids. So I felt like I was a uh, Clockwork Orange style being yeah. forced to watch, you know. Uh, Dude, I didn't listen to it, but just, it looked... Just a little bit of bass from Britney Spears' Toxic. It, <laughs> I didn't listen to it, but it looked incredible. It looked like an, an amazing movie to watch. It, it, it was terrible. It's really bad because it does that whole Occupy thing, and it's just oh, like... Oh, yeah. I mean, that part, sure. But it's like, like, just it the spectacle like of that movie. If Matrix Reloaded had nothing but pacifists in it... Yeah. Sort of, yeah. yeah. If there was just more lots, co- of, lots of dreadlocks. If there was more, Kahlu- <laughs> if there was yeah. more Kahlua around, that would probably be the better choice. I also, on the flight back from uh, London, I think I saw Battleship about three times. Dude, I've Ugh. never been. I that was on the flight to Tokyo. Yeah, and it was which meant it was on seven times yeah. in a row yeah. every time we were on the plane. I could Greeks. never ever get through the entire. That's thing. how I watched Men in Black Three was on this like because we had we had the front row. That's of, a good movie. Of, it was all right. I I saw it in the theaters and paid for it and thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot better. Than I liked the, the last third where it actually got a heart of, or like a point, whereas yeah. the first third was like lol jokes, and I'm like stop, stop it. I gotta say though, that definitely exceeded my expectations. Jermaine is the villain. That's pretty definitely great. exceeded my expectations. But anyway, the Ultron teaser Jermaine. came out, and basically all it was it was the Comic Con footage we all didn't get to see because mm-hmm. you know why would you ever lo- why, why would you all let people out and see no, those things? I am all for people who line up and wait in line deserve to see something the rest of the world can't see. Sure, uh, I, I agreed. I, I like that, but the fact that that and the Godzilla footage from two years ago has never yeah. ever ever hit the web or been made available well, to the public. Uh, well, it's it, enough exclusivity. Yeah. Well, to me, it's also like yeah, Comic Con, like you're saying, they have all this stuff that no one can see for years. But I went to that whole Godzilla experience, and it was like this wasn't just like footage. This was like this huge takeover of a building that, like, however many people get to see once, and then it's never. They ne- like that's the kind of thing you would normally cart around to multiple shows, mm-hmm. right? And like, why wouldn't you take this to New York? Take this to somewhere else? Take, like, you, that's a ton of money. A ton of resources and time has to go in this for one show. Mm. It just seems really bizarre. Anyway, uh, this uh, Avengers footage is basically it's just the Iron Man helmet uh, getting damaged while quotes from Avengers play, and then you see like the event you know Ultron antenna things on the side of his head poke out of the helmet, and then it slowly zooms out. And you see the Ultron face with the big mask, the big eyes, the big mouth, and I loved how dead on it was. Like, I don't know that when the movie actually comes out. And whatever Ultron looks like in this movie, I have no faith that they will keep that look mm. throughout the movie because that's such a unemotive, non-mouth moving. What what does that voice sound like? Of just this metallic. <laughs> who knows what it'd be? It's like that's got to get compromised in some way. But it was very cool, at least in that teaser, to see that's Ultron's head and that's the, the glowing red mouth. So that was really cool. It's um, gonna be like those extra normal videos. Have you ever seen those? Extra normal? It's basically just where they automatically sort of vocaloid text. It's like a text-to-speech oh. thing. It's like, hello, no, 
Oh, that will yes. Not work. Yes. yes. <laughs> It'll just be Ultron like that. Thor, no. You <laughs> cannot hit me. <laughs> I do not want your PR blast. <laughs> um, and then also, the same day The Shield premiered, uh, Fox reveals plans for a Batman inspired Gotham series starring Commissioner Gordon. Hey, I really like Commissioner Gordon. Well, uh, it's, it's like the Gotham Central. Well, that's what I'm hoping. So this is the Shield counter reaction. Then, yeah, it was they, it was timed for the day the Shield uh, came out. They revealed this Gotham show was coming to Fox, uh, which is weird because you would think it would be a CWWB thing because mm-hmm. now Fox is going to have a Batman show, mm-hmm. which is Fox crossing with Warner Brothers, which just seems weird to me in the modern you era. Cross the streams. Well, in the modern era where everyone wants their own universe and their own tentpole thing, it's weird that you would go this route when Smallville uh, had I, success. I don't really understand, other than, like, <clears throat> that does happen on occasion, I believe. Shit. There was that situation with, uh, what channel was Scrubs on? NBC? T- it's, it's owned by it's owned by Disney and ABC. Oh. Um, but they just rejected the pilot, and oh. NBC said yes. Yeah. And therefore, their studio still gets the profit off of every episode shown. But then in this case, sent- it's, it's shown on another network with a... way higher audience. Yeah. So, they'll mm-hmm. conti- if it does well, they'll actually do probably better on another network than it would in the CW. Well, probably. And not more money since it's a network. Well, a real, anybody, a real can network. Can anybody tell us what uh, channel the CW is on? 44 and Cable 12. What? It, what? Yeah. Well, around here. It's a jingle. Shut 44 down. Cable 12? 44 Cable 12. Yuck. It's on uh, the radio. What are you also. watching? The Vampire Diaries spinoff? I don't watch it. It's just mm, all it's over great, the man. place. Is Way it? underrated. What is it? You don't know what uh, it vampire is. VampireDiaries.wikia.com. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my friend works in that show too. I really look up uh, the Dingling right. Boy on The Simpsons, everybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but just uh, the, keep adding to that. <laughs> the series hails from the Mentalist creator Bruno Heller. Oh, yeah. the Mentalist. Yes. Our oh, fav- Bruno Heller. Yeah, our favorite everything. <laughs> our favorite show. You Catch Twenty Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Minor literary joke. I apologize. It's good. I liked it. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna sit down. No, 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 no man. Hey, pat yourself here. in the back. Uh, all right. Cool. I will. <laughs> He's got his recliner. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, if it can be a Gotham, I would love if they Henry tweeted this. But I, I agree. If it could just be a Gotham Central-ish show, but I think they've said like you know Batman will not be part of this. It's kind of Gordon in his opening act. At a point where Bat- Bruce Wayne, Batman, would not have returned to Gotham yet, right. so it makes sense. But it's like, yeah, so this will be a, a uh, you know a Smallville thing where he won't become quote unquote Superman until right. the end. And it's like, okay, well, this is a show. <laughs> he won't become Commissioner Gordon until yeah, no, the fourth season. Well, I he'll guess. probably he'll probably be some like Private Gordon, whatever before Commissioner is. I don't know because detective. A, well. He wasn't a commissioner in, in yeah. Batman he wasn't begins. a yeah. Big begins. He wasn't what was, yeah. Lieutenant Gordon. What was, what's the comic book storyline where he's? It's about him and he gets like that fist fight with the dude. Oh shit! It's him. Um, Is it the not Killing Joke? It's um, Halloween. Long Halloween. No, it's no. not Long Halloween. No, laugh of. What is it? I know what you're talking about. That's awesome. I yeah. remember that scene super vividly where it's just Gordon joining like the Gotham police force mm-hmm. as a young like you know dude. And, like, him sort of just being, like, beaten down by all the, like, corrupt, shitty fucking cops that were yeah. in Gotham City. And it's like, I feel that's kind of ripe territory. I mean, I always love, you know, cop dramatic Did you ever read Gotham stuff. Central? I didn't. Oh, you should. Okay. Gotham Central is a fantastic book that's just from the point of view of people who have to actually work the desks. That's of, awesome. And, that's my favorite thing. Yeah, I really and, like that. And idea. Batman is in it, but he's... He, what a bunch I, of Batman characters are. Yeah, in what it, I love like about one it. One second. Yeah, it treats uh, them with the oh shit reverence you would actually have in real yeah. life. Because the first issue is beat cop, beat cop, beat cop. Right. 
routine call, routine call, open the door. Holy shit, it's Mr. Freeze. And they're just like, what? And then a guy is immediately dead. I've been arousing homeless people for three weeks. Yeah. And, and just the, way, the art style just does so good of making them seem like such a real threat. And then when Batman shows up, he, ha- he retains this mythological... That's awesome. Like he's hardly ever in the, show, in the, in the comic. And there was something about the way they portrayed... The, what made the villain seem more sinister is that a lot of the people in Gotham Central, like beat cops, aren't worth a villain's time to kill. Yeah. yeah. It's not worth their time to even interact or engage with them in any way. Well, a lot of them are there only because Batman is there and they want to bother Batman. Yeah. So there's a great Joker storyline. There's, I mean, almost all the villains show up, mm-hmm. but it is a, a absolutely worth your time. And I have to assume the show will take some cues, but with no Batman at all in the show, because I just assume that's crossing some streams. And who knows who has the TV rights to Batman? That's true. But, yeah. you know... I don't know. That's weird, but uh, it, I mean, I don't. It doesn't really say when it's coming. Uh, I'm still looking for, but I'm interested. Uh, the outlet, just a similar idea where there was. I forget you guys mentioned it before, but the uh, Latveria sort of comics where it was like the citizens. Uh, I don't um, remember. Someone mentioned it, and they were saying there's like there's a couple issues. I forget of what it was. Maybe Fantastic Four, but it's basically what it's like to be a citizen under Doom in his mm. country. And it's like, that's what I, I really like that perspective of like, what's it like to be a regular Joe in a yeah. weird, crazy-ass universe where you're ruled by Dr. fucking Doom, yeah. and there's like superhero people, and you're just like an impoverished, like Eastern European villager and stuff. Yeah. Like, that, to me, is kind of awesome. <laughs> that seems like something that would have happened in FF at some point, but... I mm. hope so. Some for all I know, I've read that. Latvarian Revolution? Yeah, for all I know, I've read that and can't remember it, but... Uh, some uh, immediately squashed Latvarian Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, this is, it seems similar. Yeah, to that that's Gotham why, thing. if you like that stuff, Gotham Central 100% recommended. I will definitely read um, that. Yeah. It is absolutely worth reading, and the in the truest form, it gets DC'd to death in the end. And that's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually, to me, hilarious what, what ends up happening, because uh. it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, you were trying to tell real stories of the real people. Well, guess what? We're having a reboot. So... Lasers from space, everybody. And it's just this, like, oh, God. Just don't read any wikis. Just enjoy, like, three trades worth of, like, fucking awesome crime. Okay. And that's yeah. it. All right. I'm in. I'm um, in. Yeah. It's the same. When I'm on this show again in, like, a year and a half, yeah. I'll make sure to reference it belatedly. It's, it's great. Um, so that's kind of the news. Um, that gets into, I guess, the question of the week. Last week. No, two weeks ago, whenever Henry deigned it worthy of his time to Easy do a buddy. show. <laughs> if he was here, he'd kick your ass right now. We'd have a horrible slap fight, and then we'd agree that Superior Spider-Man's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, then he would throw capsule toys he bought in Japan at you. <laughs> well, actually, I think he's coming back with two things for me. So, uh, sweet. Sweet boy. I, sweet I gave boy. him money for a creepy Woody doll. I, oh, dude. I might have to buy a new... Voltec Woody? Yes. I might have to do it buy like... I might have to buy a new camera just to support that purchase. <laughs> Dude, it is totally worth it. Everything. I, could, I have my Pinocchio pointing and laughing next to my creepy Woody. I can put any horrific situation there. I still have Lupin the Third and Professor Layton sitting in chairs with small tables drinking, yeah. looking at it's, one another arguing. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful scene. Nice tableau. <laughs> Um, so the last the last episode was about uh, the question was uh, Lobo got his makeover mm-hmm. and looks Bring like back a Lobo Sheriff Lobo. Lobo. <laughs> Um, but uh, I was, what character would you hate to see get a Lobo style makeover? Um, many of the fans weren't happy with it, and it's the shorthand is a Twilight treatment, which I don't, you know, that's more or less. Um, just I don't know. Lobo goes from the crazy big haired biker dude to 
this very good, you know, good-looking, athletic and fit. Really? Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. Gross. No, no. Did you read the book? No. Um, I don't. I'm know going off the two-week-old question of the I week. I don't so. know if that's what it's doing. Uh, I do not. Well, it was as of two weeks ago. No, it was before we knew. It's not the end of the book. The end no, of, I know. End of the book is two lobos. Oh. Well, mm. the question was about that guy. So, uh, Deadpool. Just imagine him rebooted with an emo scene kid. Doesn't uh, make any sense. Jonah Whistle. Um, How could that happen? How could it still be Lobo? Uh, yeah, Stabby Joe says uh, Hellboy. Imagining Damn Hellboy that. getting like you know losing maybe that big jaw or just his general decrepit kind general of general Ron Perlman appearance. Yeah. Um, let's just scoot down here. Uh, Pet Petal Bear Claw. Apocalypse, no, wait, that already happened. Loki, nope, already done. I guess Galactus? Uh, yeah. Galactus always has to be a hundred-mile-high purple man in a skirt. Still, <laughs> it's fine. Keep that. I think he needs a new hat. Yeah. I really think he needs a new hat. Having an overturned rocket ship on his head at all times <laughs> just to signify he's from space. I just love it. I love the I do space love opera it. I grandeur of it. Like, I do love it. And it. No one other than Galactus would wear a hat that ridiculous. Well... Uh, his true form is just energy, and we perceive him as a human. No, you perceive fuck him you. like that. Humans do. Scrolls see a giant scroll. To me, he looks like Martin Lawrence. <laughs> he is a... <laughs> <laughs> Blue Streak. Pizza! <laughs> is that a quote from Blue Streak? Yeah, when he delivers the pizza. Okay, yeah. all right. All you Blue Streak He's fans. got Billy Bob teeth on? It's great. Don't go, don't go correcting Mike Grimm. Blue Streak. <laughs> Yeah, in the in the forums, uh, legendtimepodcast.com slash forums, uh, Cody Stovalli points out, uh, Stovall? Cody Stovall? Stovall. Uh, points out that in the new comic, they hint the old Lobo was an imposter. The mm. old Lobo or the new one? Um, Are they yes. saying the Lobo we liked all along was Ben Riley? Um, just check out the book. All right. I don't know. Where, I don't honestly don't know where it's going. Like it, it starts out from the perspective of this Lobo that you shouldn't like. Right. Coming after this, the Lobo we know. Uh, uh, assless chap saying uh, Wolverine with this clean-shaven dude who says "bro" instead of "bub." Yeah, uh, which does sound. <laughs> I hate myself for having these thoughts. <laughs> I do like your your forum uh, signature there with uh, just the King Homer with his, with his finger <laughs> in the air. Maybe a Gentile, big uh, Ben Grimm. Gentile? Is that did you see non-Jew? Uh, there was uh, something I told me the day where it was basically Luke Cage and Iron Fist talking, mm-hmm. and I think Iron Fist was uh, irritated because Luke Cage was basically a friend of the Fantastic Four and he wasn't. And then Ben Grimm <laughs> comes in and goes, "Hey man, you're cool too." And then Iron Fist just punches him in the face and like knocks him out. <laughs> oh, of the I did see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, Spunky Bruiser, uh, just for pointing out Ego the Living Planet, which is a character yes. I'm so Ego few, the Living Planet is rad. So few people ever talk about. Um, rereading all this uh, old cosmic stuff with Captain Marvel, there's the issue where Ego gives him this cosmic awareness and all his new powers. So I'm sure, I forget which year it is, maybe 95 or 94, but the Marvel trading cards that made the puzzles, mm-hmm. like you would piece them all oh, together. Oh, that was Series 4. That's one of my favorite things I've ever owned in life. Right. And I remember that Ego <laughs> card, I was like... This is so cool. He's, a, he's like a planet, but he's alive. Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking of uh, Ep- Epic. Not Ego the Living Planet. And that's not who gave Captain Marvel the, the powers. Anyway, yes, Ego the Living Planet. Very cool. Uh, there was something I read that was he was really cool in. Uh, actually, the Silver Surfer 90s cartoon, which was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is or not. But 
you see Ego very early. Yeah. That's such a weird cartoon that I really would recommend watching. There's only yeah, one. There's only one season, and it's first like episodes amazing. It's just like it, it. it immediately goes like for the for like we're gonna get. It, I don't know. It's just not like the X Men or Spider Man cartoons at all. It's just this weird, like it's you know sixth grade level thoughtful, but it's still like trying to be thoughtful. Who am right. I? Am I alive? Yeah, and it's like, like this you know philosophy zero zero one. What does life mean? <laughs> but it's still like man, you know, for a cartoon Saturday morning, I really dug it. It's still really weird that to start out a cartoon with the, a lot of it takes place on the what's his home planet, you know. Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Zenla. Is his world right. being destroyed and him being basically murdered and yeah. being reborn as a silver surfer? But it's like, kind look, of impossible to repurpose any of the cosmic people as like contemporary though. Like you can't reimagine and be like, oh no no, Rocket yeah, Raccoon but, is now a guy who's. <laughs> I, I do sort of like that. That Marvel doesn't really bother to do that anyway. They just sort of reintroduce them and contextualize it from there. I, I do like, like the, there's mid '90s characters that could be redone though because I feel like a lot of them are sort of like well, some, you look some, at them and it's like just give them a mm, visual redesign there's been some really good like let's bring this back I mean like Guardians of the Galaxy itself was a very old not popular anymore idea and is now have a gigantic movie coming out based on um, the whole like post on not post onslaught uh, Annihilation Annihilation Conquest and then Guardians of the Galaxy comic um, but then also Darkhawk showed up like the 90s character Darkhawk but then became this like whole spacefaring race of that type of armor yeah. and gave them this whole backstory and it was like okay well now Darkhawk has actually been successfully reintegrated into the Marvel Universe in this cool interesting way mm. uh, anyway Phil Kinsebin Kinsebin said I'd hate if they streamlined Superman's costume and gave it a dumb armored look and then turned him into an angry young arrogant fuckhead with no charisma oh wait Zing! Come on, come! On. <laughs> I do like uh, so like the, the the underwear look. I like how some characters, the Wolverine costume, I think is a great example of how they got rid of it, but uh-huh. still maintain. He's still wearing a skin tight costume, still superhero bombastic, colorful look, but he just doesn't look like a dude wearing underwear over a suit. Mm. It just took that out and gives him some nice you know stripes down the side, so you still get this like action colors sent core like core of your body colors with these stripes but it just looks nice instead of underwear uh-huh. and Superman kind of got a similar thing but it does have these scale like quotes oh uh, this is my other point of reference I can make real quick yes the Superman comics that are the seasons the fall summer Superman spring. for all seasons that is so cool that, I the read visual that look good. of that is really awesome is that Frank Quintley I can't remember. Yeah. I, I was I Maybe. harangued uh, Hank about it on IM like a week or two ago, and I was like, I need to read this because uh, I was following some sort of Tumblr that just posts uh, uh, comic screen caps that are awesome, and they had a whole bunch of those. And it's just this like big, kind of like almost fat looking Superman with this big like square jaw, and it was like, man, that looks really cool. But yeah, I'm just looking it up to see if uh, that actually is him. Uh, let's see. So Jeff Loeb was the writer. I just want to see if I'm actually correct in this because that art is very distinct. Yes, style very. Oh no, Tim Sale. Derp. Tim Sale. Okay, not Frank Whiteley. Uh, oh yeah, I'm thinking of something else. Then that's definitely not the artist I was thinking of. Yeah, no, Superman for All Seasons is great. It's okay. just this nice. Well, I remember I read it like a long time ago. Uh-huh. But I remember liking it when I read it. Kind of like Kingdom Come. I just assume yeah. it's still good because I read it. Yeah. Every time I see a piece of Kingdom Come art, I'm too. I'm just like, oh, wow. Well, I mean, Alex Ross is... It's yeah. fucking fantastic. It's super cool. Um, let's go through uh, to the second page here. And we'll also got to think of a question for this week, guys. 
I'll contribute, but I oh, can't wait, I know, create. I know exactly what I'll ask, so don't you worry. Um, Fearless Raven, bit of a problem with the question of the week because they haven't actually done a Lobo makeover. Read the issue, and it turns out old Lobo is actually using new Lobo's identity for some reason. Listen, guys, I love the show and everything you do, but don't follow this bleeding cool style of news and just grab stuff without checking it out. Well, the I don't. comic wasn't out yet when we, when we did that. We record on uh, no, we record on a Wednesday the day it comes out, so yeah. we, we were reacting to the reaction we had not read it yet. Yeah. Actually, I'm a bleeding cool style motherfucker that uh, is a devil may care asshole, and he's like, go kill yourself. <laughs> I can't believe you just came out on our show. This is gonna, <laughs> ratings are going to be through the roof. It gets better, man. Uh, I, tend to, I tend to agree. It's just sometimes the logistics of that are hard for us to follow. Yeah. But you know we'll work on. We'll work on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down. Just try not. Henry's yeah, not here. It. I'm retroactively charging you all sixty four dollars. Yeah. Um, Joe says an ultra sensitive, beautiful waif, Doctor Doom, who laments his own terrible nature and admits he's not infallible, would drive me insane. <laughs> well, it is the exact opposite of Doctor Doom. I did. I was not a fan of the Ultimate Doctor Doom when they when he first came out with his goat legs and his weird bee hive power thing or whatever. And then like the next time he showed up. And I guess the storyline that introduced the Marvel Zombies uh, and Ultimate Fantastic Four, he was just like, no, nah, he's just Doctor Doom. Forget it. That never happened. <laughs> and uh, I swear there's a panel where they ask, like, what happened to your legs? Shut up. And I'm it basically cruel. came out that he was, like, basically completely made of metal. So when the zombies tried to attack him, he's just like, I don't have any more skin. That's you. so awesome. No, it's, it's cool. Uh, that's my number one thing right now. I'm willing to spend upwards of $300 to make an awesome Doctor Doom Halloween costume. Oh, nice. If they sell gauntlets on Amazon. I've been researching it. I, I really... <laughs> Dr. Doom is my favorite character. Uh, you should have bought that statue back when we were all working at Radar. I keep looking at it on eBay occasionally because it, I, it's Bowden, John Bowden or something. I forget the name of the guy. But yeah, it's just a statue of Doom standing on like a parapet, like just arms crossed. And it's like, yes. That's, I need that motivation before I go into a business meeting to be like, yeah. Doom disagrees with your SEO optimization <laughs> plan. The plight of the SEO. <laughs> I, I want to plug this. I just looked on Comixology, um, and I don't know if I've I probably complained about the price of digital trades before because they don't save you one cent over buying the single issues. Uh, it's yeah. ridiculous. I think they do save you one cent. Uh, the, the, the maximum one dollar. I've never. I guess I haven't been to the Comicsology website in so long. They have something called bundles, featured bundles, bundles, bundles. Uh, it's a bundle of single issues with discounts offered by Comicsology. Because um, you can't buy DC trades on on Comicsology. You can only buy single issues. Where, but here you can buy all of Matt Fraction's Fantastic Four run fifty five thing uh, issues for forty percent off. Hmm. It's just a Comicsology discount. That's really fucking cool. Yep. Um, Fraction, oh, that's... Straczynski's run on Thor. Oh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Dude, Straczynski's um, run on Thor is really good. 32% off that. The, uh, the, it looks like 37% off the whole Masterworks collection they have digitally. See, those are, those, that's a great deal. Just, that's the precise stuff I want to own yeah. physically. But if you're, not, if you're not hung up on that like I am, I mean, they're, they're fun to read. Like, I don't know. I really enjoy reading the old, old Marvel stuff. Just Well, like 60s, 70s, just because... They they pack so much into one issue of they just text, 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 that by the time you're done with an issue, I can read like um, probably almost three modern comics in the time it takes me to read one of the old ones. And there's just something I like about this like faux Shakespearean, completely earnest and sincere writing of this dialogue. And I'm like, whatever shall I do? I just love like how seriously they're taking it, and it's that's somehow comforting to me. 
anyway, um, oh, let's see here. Uh, Kurdoth mentions, I think Venom being anything less than a hulking monstrosity would absolutely destroy the character. Something sleek and tiny would wreck the juxtaposition of Spider-Man's sight. That's what Carnage is for. But it's like, I do kind of disagree, oh no, I do kind of agree that I do miss the Eddie Brock Venom thing of him being. He's probably not going to like Flash Venom. But but that's the thing, is Flash has been Venom for several years now, and the Venom comic is actually pretty good because they found this weird, this nice status quo where it's like the symbiote can live on him and feed off of his adrenaline as he goes and completes these crazy missions. So the symbiote gets the food to survive, but they this never... Like crank. But they kind of, <laughs> but they never let him stay on long enough to create that bond. And then also Flash, who lost his legs, uh, can actually then... Flash Thompson can then go have legs and be... Wait, so Flash is Venom? Yeah. For a few years now. Which I agree is a weird, like... It's a little too close to home Spider-Man thing where it's like, well, why don't you just make Aunt May shriek next time? Like, it's just we It's weird... But I guess they did make him a soldier. If he was really good as a soldier, then they would want to do that. So fair enough. But the Venom comic is actually pretty good. Although I do, I am, I do miss because Brock was cool as Anti Venom as well a few years back. But I do miss. I wish there was some way we could get that a status quo back, even for just a year of Eddie Brock is Venom, and somehow they renew their rivalry, and we get like a year, two years of like just Venom kind of taunting from the sidelines, and it leads up to this big fight, like. There was, there's just something about those pre-Carnage, pre-Symbiotes, pre-Lethal Protector, those early days of Venom where it was like, I, we really don't, as a reader, you were like, you were like, because that's actually where I was, like, came in and was reading the issues as they were coming out, was the Eric Larson Venom era, pre, like, right around, just before Carnage kind of Crazy ass up. underbite? Yeah, just before <laughs> that. But it was, it was like this nice, like. How is he ever going to stop this character? He knows who he is. He can get by. He can bypass all of Spider-Man's strengths. Mm-hmm. He will not stop, and it doesn't really seem like Spider-Man can actually stop him because all of his advantages are gone. No spider sense. He's stronger. He's faster. What do you do? Right. And even if you take the suits away, like I mean, I don't know. It, it's just this cool dynamic. And then once you rely on him too much, well, now we got to have an even better ass symbiote, and then you get Carnage, who's just like totally crazy. He's what, like the Joker. Which is also kind of cool to have one that's just like, I have no moral compass at all. Yes, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that's actually a thing that you can get Eddie Brock would agree to, I'll help you, but I still hate your guts. But then in Amazing Spider-Man 375, they kind of get this, you don't come after me, I don't come after you, mm. peace. And then, then the miniseries starts, and then Venom was never really the same after that. There have been a couple of regressions back to like, oh, like there was a spectacular Spider-Man relaunch, mid-2000s. Um, I think Humberto Ramos did the art for that. And I believe that was Eddie Brock then. I can't remember. But it just never... I, I wish there was someone who could get back to that. Anyway. Um, and then Darth Ender X basically just points out what I just said about Venom. And then uh, this is a good point. Uh, Rastafazol uh, pointing out Solomon Grundy because this whole modern zombie obsession, you could yes. easily see Solomon Grundy getting this like... Ugh. Yes. The skin may be cold, but he's still hot. <laughs> uh, turn horror characters into sexy tween fanfic fantasy dreamboat trend and everything nowadays interesting but that's that's this question of the week thank you for chiming in on the old podcast there the old podcast forums mm. so the question of the week this week is kind of an obvious one is what do you guys think of shield um interesting yeah i thought it was a great it's very whedon-esque it does very whedon-esque feel, lots of chatty feel part of the marvel universe uh yeah, I mean I did like yeah. how how often they would reference like extremists, mm-hmm. they would reference 
Avengers. They would. I don't know. That's really cool. It was, wasn't it like extremists in, introduced for being uh, making human bombs in the first place? Yeah, in Iron Man three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. no, in the comics. Well, the comics it was introduced in the Iron Man relaunch in like two thousand four or five. Oh, five nightmares. Um, no, it was before that. It was. Yeah, it was with Adi Granov did all the interior art and the covers. It was like two thousand four, two thousand three, something like that. Five maybe, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, extremists is actually, I mean, it was what the movie showed it at first. Mm-hmm. There's this injection. Your body thinks its entire innards are a virus, and it purges all of your organs, rewrites your DNA, and you become superpowered. Gross. Yeah, there's scenes of some dude, of the dude, the first guy who does it, puking up his entire insides, and it's this awful black-purple nasty mess. Yeah. And, uh, and then his body gets rewritten, and then he becomes what you see kind of in the movie, more or less. Um, it's very it's like cool. Fourteen kidneys, no stomach. Yeah, like Mortal Kombat three body, but for real, <laughs> with just sixteen rib cages. <laughs> like a body wide trunk, but it's all <laughs> all prolapse. Oh, it's too real. I think that should be a Invader Zim episode. Be a superhero name. Got everyone's organs inside. I am, oh, I am prolapse. God, <laughs> that episode is so gross. Dark Harvest. That is. Yeah, um, but yeah. Let us know. Later time show. Later time. I didn't like it. It's fun. Yeah. It was fun. fun. I, I definitely enjoyed it, and it was like... We I'm, should do a commentary. We should. Pick, keep your eyes peeled, everyone, because we'll probably do something like that um, if you want even more of our dumbasses. But uh, it was a nice first step, and it is the kind of thing where, like, well, there was nothing in it to turn me away completely, so I'm going to watch um, until they give me a reason to not watch. <laughs> and I'm also very curious, because you know there's so much money in this. Mm-hmm. There's... A full season already made. There's no way they were waiting to see the bubble of like, well, did it make it or not? No. So there will be a full season, I 22 bet. 22 episodes. 22? God well, damn. Well, certainly how, many, how much a full season I know. I'm just so surprised that they would still go for that. It looks so expensive. It, um, it did. It, well, that's that's a huge compliment. It looked like they, yeah. Paris. They're on location. No. They're in Paris. It's was not it? A, it looked, yeah, I couldn't it, tell if it was Paris or a thing that looked like Paris or the Eiffel Tower super. Well, it was uh, Las Vegas. It's, the, <laughs> it's not the universal back lot because I was just there. Right. It definitely Me? is not. But yeah, I'm curious to see. What I'm really curious to see is what do they do for a season finale? Mm-hmm. Knowing that Captain America comes out in April and knowing that it, Guardians of the Galaxy is in August, what do they do? do I you... think it was partially approved as a vessel to yeah. promote things, and I don't think we'll have to wait till then. That's what I'm so curious about. I'm I don't so think we'll curious. have to wait till will then. We, will we see more Maria Hill? Will we see. Um, uh, is that the biggest cameo we got? Yeah. We got Maria Hill. Which, as a, t- as a TV know. star, I'm not surprised she was there. We don't know who Sky is? Well, we know who she is. I mean, well... Dude, that's the whole thing. They said they don't know who she is at all. Yeah, I and don't it, think she's going to be... They know her t- by a code name Sky. It, there were yeah. two things they hinted upon. One, the one thing I thought was cool, it's like, uh, yeah, Fury set it all up to uh, play off their sympathies. Mm. That was the biggest fan speculation. Right. And I like that right after he said that, uh, Shepard from Fireflies, like so that's really what he thinks what happens. Right, teasing it. No, that's not what happened. Ah, all their fans were wrong, and I do like because like you said the Jarvis theory, and I see that's that's taken up root on the internet. Mm. The Jarvis theory for Ultron in right. Avengers Two. I guarantee you now that Joss Whedon will not allow that to happen. Probably not. He will not allow you to be right. Right, and I and I think rewatching and other people have pointed out like why the Jarvis thing doesn't necessarily make sense, but I do wonder. Uh, they've got to have planted a seed somewhere in Iron Man 3 because they knew all along what they were going to do mm-hmm. with Avengers. I feel like somewhere in Iron Man 3, the way he leaves everything, notice the only thing he hauls away is his helper robot that has the dumb AI that he's ridiculed and made fun of and put a dunce hat on forever. 
That thing has some level of intelligence. For all we know, that thing will turn out to be <laughs> Ultron. And be like, uh, you tricked me for the last time. He's Skeletor now, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know at latestimepodcast.forum.com slash forums. Uh, what did you think of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And then uh, we can all watch Batman a year from now. Or mm-hmm. Gotham. Uh, and we'll talk about that. But yeah, that's Cape Crisis uh, plugs. VGEmpire.com is my normal game music podcast. Uh, we're about to go into Rocktober and do a month of uh, episodes about one game series. I'm still not telling you what it is. But the first two episodes do have a Laser Time podcast exclusive reveal of a cast member who has never been on a podcast. Well, well, there was a cameo, maybe. Okay. But not, not a, a full show. Not a full show. The real deal. Mm. Blankety blank is going to be on the show. Um, VGEmpire.com. Uh, laser time this week. Uh, Grim's on it. Hey. That's the best thing it's got going. No. Yeah, because, Thanks, buddy. Because it's about the fall TV season, which is excruciating. It's about how great Dad's is, which we actually tried to watch in preparation uh, for the episode. And did play you watch the you? Goldbergs, the no. '80s show that Patton Oswalt narrates? What? He Jack na- died. Jack died. He narrates a show about a family in the '80s. Oh yeah, yeah, Adam Goldberg and it's Adam Goldberg's family. Yeah, with Jeff Garland. Yes, we discussed Who's that. Who's next? <laughs> It was a little tough to watch. It was just too sitcom America Man, TV. I feel bad for you for not having cable if you actually watched the Goldbergs. No, only because it was purpose. Shield was on. Shield was on, and it ran directly into Goldbergs. Oh, and we're man. like, That's... but the opening scene is like Back to the Future and Alf. So I'm like, mm. okay, well, <laughs> you've got 30 seconds, and then the jokes just kept coming until I realized these aren't funny. Plus, mm. I mean, the main guy I never remember his name. Adam Goldberg. He's funny. Yeah. Well, no, the dude who. When you went to see, when you to Pixar and he was yelling and cussing, Jeff Garland. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's in the funny. show, mm-hmm. and he was he's always funny. Mm-hmm. So every time he yells about anything, I'm. <laughs> and it took me like a minute and a half to go like, wait a minute, I'm not enjoying this. That's all. Well, it means Curb Your Enthusiasm is canceled. So I hope you're happy, Elston. You inflated their numbers and what you're part of the problem? Drop. What you inflated their ratings? You are the issue. But I left. Let Grim plug something. At uh, Pseudobrit on Twitter. Hey. If you guys are interested in hearing me ramble, we do live streams Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Ustream.com or slash Wikia. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what is the URL? Uh, uh, Ustream Wikia. Just I talk over video games. It's fun. I'm sober, though, so I'm less... Yeah, it's, it's, less, it's less fun. Boo! Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, Cape Crisis is the podcast. Great, rate us on iTunes, uh, review us. All those things help uh, shop through the site and all that good stuff. Um, we'll be back with more Laser Time, more VG Empire, Cape Crisis, Wrestling Show, Cheap Popcast, VG Apocalypse, VG Game Apocalypse. All the shows. So many, I can't even keep them straight. Thanks for listening. Henry will be back in a week. Bye. Bye.